Chapter Twenty Four of the Motorboat Boys River Chase by Lewis Arundel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Twenty Four Conclusion. What's all this fuss going on out here? demanded Josh Perdue as he came crawling from under the folds of the tent. It must have been well on high noon at that time. The tired boys had been sleeping pretty much the whole morning away. No wonder the thin member of the squad was surprised, for there was Buster Longfellow hurrying around as though the house had been afire. Nick could never accomplish anything worth while without a tremendous amount of spluttering, as all his mates knew only too well. Wonderful to relate, there was a pretty healthy odour of cooking in the air that made Josh sniff approvingly. For of late his once poor appetite had grown to respectable proportions and the thin boy could demolish his share of grub with the best of them Buster glanced around and grinned. Oh say, but I'm glad somebody else has got the good sense to wake up and come out He began to say Looks like you might be doing the breakfast stunt all by your lonely remarked Josh coolly as he started toward the edge of the water no doubt intending to dash some of the same in his face and thus refresh himself I seem to have had all the sleep I wanted continued Buster and after I waked up I lay there for a long time Wondering if anybody had started to get breakfast, but I couldn't get the first whiff of coffee That's right and an old habit of yours. I guess Buster always laying around waiting for the birds to come and put something in your mouth Josh flung over his shoulder with all the scorn he could summon Well, perhaps it is one of my faults admitted the fat boy humbly enough We've all got our weaknesses, you know Jack says and you ain't any exception Josh But I felt as empty as an old tomato can and just couldn't stand it any longer So I crawled out and I'm doing the best I know how to get breakfast But of course it ain't going to equal what you'd be giving us if you had hold here cooking is one of your best stunts Josh Fact is I never knew any feller that could come near you When Buster wanted he could soft soap equal to the best of them and While Josh understood full well that this was a plain invitation for him to shoulder some of the responsibility for that coming meal He found it impossible to resist the bland smile of the stout chum Rats you just spread that honey on thick so as to drag me in But I'm on to your curves Buster all the same Hold the fort while I throw some of the Mississippi into my face and I'll relieve you he called out as he walked away You're all right Josh, and I don't care who hears me say so cried Buster Who never could do the cooking act without getting so much pungent smoke into his poor eyes that he appeared to be weeping Possibly Josh found himself on edge for some refreshment and that might account for his unusual kindness for he speedily did show up and took entire charge of the business About this time others began to crawl out of their blankets and even George poked his head over the side of the wireless For as was his usual custom he could not feel perfectly happy away from his beloved if troublesome boat Even for a single night and had slept aboard Pretty late for breakfast ain't it demanded herb as they began to gather around while Josh started to divide the contents of the two frying pans between them all Oh call it a warm lunch if you like sang out Buster who was feeling fine 
I began to think when nobody seemed to stir that our next meal would be supper So as that was too much I just determined I'd show you all that I could be progressive for once and I started this bully meal a-going didn't I Josh? That's right Buster you did nodded the one addressed who was also in an unusually good humor After the lively events of the preceding night, but what are you a looking at me like that for Jack? I was wondering if you felt like taking a little run with me. That's all came the reply from the Commodore in the tramp Do you mean queried Josh eagerly for it struck him that Jack had honored him highly in thus deliberately picking him out when there were four other fellows present Yes, we may be gone the balance of the afternoon, but we'll surely get back before night sets in the other went on to say What's all this mystery mean I want to know demanded George pretending to look hurt Though he would not have cared to be a passenger in any other craft besides his precious if tricky wireless Yes, Jimmy broke in tell us about it. That's a good boy Jack Well listen and I will the other started in to say you must remember that we've got a pretty hefty bunch of money along with us right now and for one I wouldn't feel so easy Long as it's in our charge Whew, that's a fact ejaculated Buster Perhaps there's all the stuff they hooked from that bank in the bag you tied up with the heavy cord Jack suggested Herb. No doubt of it agreed the Commodore all but the 20 I took out to hand over to those two loggers to pay for their burnt cabin and the help they gave us but just stop and think what a terrible condition all the good people of Lawrence must be in right now will you I? Reckon half those in the town will feel the pinch of the broken bank one way or another Correct you are Jack because in all these towns the bank is supported by businessmen widows with money to invest and even laboring men deposit their little savings You ought to know Jack because banking runs in your family and George nodded as though he wanted everyone to see that he was in full agreement with the other in all he said Well to relieve their minds and give them the first decent night's sleep They've had up to now since the bank was broken open Continued Jack I want to take Josh here and run down river a ways to that town We noticed the, the light of when we were shooting past in the night. Oh I see remarked Buster with what was a wonderfully quick perception for him Maybe now you mean to wire on about it all Jack I expect to send a dispatch telling them that the plunder has been recovered and is coming back by express as fast as we can get it there The full particulars will have to be kept until the motorboat boys get back from their little cruise down the Mississippi And of course the news will float over to our little borough in the natural course of events suggested George proudly I can just see the good people waiting to receive us with the brass band and all the town run wild over the doings of the wonderful heroes of the old Mississippi cried Buster Waving his fork above his head excitedly as he pictured the stirring scene in his mind's eye Well hardly that said Jack quietly for he disliked all such exhibitions exceedingly Because we won't let anybody know just when we expect to strike town again in fact if I can fix it up that way we'll be apt to arrive after sunset You mean sneak in like a dog with its tail between his legs complained George That's too bad Jack if we'd done anything we ought to be ashamed of it might go But when a bunch of valiant lads carry on like we have and not only chases the bank thieves to a successful finish But manages to recover the stolen stuff 
seems to me we'd only be getting our due if we let our admiring fellow townsmen make a little ado over us you're too modest jack and that's a fact well we can settle all that later on laughed the other as he arose if you've had all you want to eat josh suppose we get ready and take our little run weather looks okay out there for one thing observed buster as he scanned the serene surface of the mighty river which of course was not to be compared with what the boys had seen hundreds of miles further down on their trip to new orleans though wide enough even at that little that would matter to a couple of well-seasoned old tars like me and jack declared josh grandly going into the tent jack speedily reappeared bearing the wonderful little bag which they had so cleverly forced the thieves to drop on the preceding night when that lively fracas occurred on the floating raft out upon the river josh was already aboard the tramp and grinning for all he was worth such was his satisfaction over having been chosen by the commodore as his companion on this very important mission do we take the marlin along with us jack he demanded what for better leave it here for the boys to use if anything comes along was the reply he received as jack clambered aboard oh just as you say remarked josh half reluctantly as he handed the gun over to andy only i thought you see that we might happen to run across them precious rascals again and if they tried to board us we'd want something along to stand em off with george laughed mockingly listen to josh would you he cried he's sure going to dream of those two bad men for a whole month of sundays why they turned out to be kind of chicken-hearted after all they gave up the bag as easy as you please when jack told em he'd send the second charge around their legs and swim echoed andy i never saw anything to equal the likes in all me life they was crazy to reach the shore and so they was yes but for all that they hated to lose the plunder after the trouble they'd been put to continued josh not wholly convinced and if the chance came along to make another try for that bag believe me they'd grab on to it but just as jack says it goes and i reckon the little tramp can show em a clean pair of heels if it comes to a run why man alive they wouldn't have any boat because you remember they abandoned the one they had and we fetched it along with us to discover who owns the same because we believe it must have been stolen herb ventured to say there were few preparations to look after for jack always made it a point to have his boat in good running order so that none of the boys could really remember when it had ever gone back on its owner of course he first of all made sure that there was plenty of juice in his tank each of the boats carried an additional supply of gasoline aboard in case of necessity for they had figured out the trip systematically and knew to a fraction of a gallon what quantity they would need so that it had been easy to prepare for extra occasions by making a very generous allowance good-bye and good luck called buster as he waved his hand after the starting tramp somebody look out for supper because you can't depend on me always josh sent back oh that's all right josh replied the fat chum contentedly there are three other fellows in this crowd and i reckon i've done my part of the cooking stunt for one day the gallant little motorboat was soon moving along with the current of the river and keeping rather in toward the west shore because it had been in that quarter jack remembered seeing the lights of some sort of town while chasing after the bank thieves on the preceding night how long ought it to take us to get there do you think asked josh as he made himself quite comfortable 
it might be an hour and a half and again we might be all of two hours making port answered the skipper of the tramp as he busied himself with the reliable little motor that as yet had never failed him in an emergency if the river was straight we might even now glimpse the town with our glasses suggested josh as the minutes flew past the two chums enjoyed themselves as boys naturally would under such circumstances especially after having passed through such a series of exciting happenings as jack and his comrades had they reviewed the entire program and josh declared that he would never forget the sight of that ramshackle cabin on the raft of logs burning so furiously while he and the rest were almost holding their breath with impatience as they waited for the two yeggmen to dash out after the heat inside had become unbearable there's the place we're making for cried out josh suddenly as they began to pass a point of land that jutted far out into the river just about where i reckoned it was returned jack and we'll make a landing in about half an hour at most he proved to be a true prophet for in less time than that the bustling little motorboat drew in toward the shore because they were now opposite the town a heavy freight train was rumbling along in plain sight headed north jack happened to notice and slowing up while passing through the small river town i'm glad that the railroad runs past here he told josh as they headed for a little landing belonging to what seemed to be a boat builder's establishment for some such place is to be found at nearly every town bordering the big rivers of the west what for asked the other preparing to fend off so that they would not strike too hard why don't you know we want to make use of the express company and the telegraph line the worst kind just now and the railroad tells us we're going to find both here waiting for us that's a fact muttered josh wondering how it was jack always thought of everything the owner of the river boat yard now approached and jack soon made arrangements with him to leave the tramp in his charge while they were gone buster had found out that the provisions were already running low in several particulars perhaps on account of the savage appetite several members of the party had shown who in times past had not been heavy eaters and to please the fat voyager the commodore had promised to pick up a few tasty things as their little easter cruise had turned out to be such a howling success as george called it they could afford to celebrate with a feast or two buster was great on suggesting reasons for indulging in some unusual spread but in this instance everybody had agreed with him that they really had a good reason for doing the same picking up the little bag which the riverman glanced at casually never dreaming that it held thousands and thousands of dollars in bills and specie jack started up the bank he had already asked a few questions of the man and had his bearings all right there was an express and telegraph office all in one and once they reached this at the railroad station their troubles would be over jack expected to take ample precautions so as to make sure that the bag would get to its destination without being tampered with he had figured all this out in that active mind of his and even explained the particulars to his companion who pronounced the scheme first class josh was plodding along ahead of his mate when all of a sudden he felt jack pluck him by the sleeve wait up a minute josh can't you declared the other i'm carrying something of a load you must remember and this is a pretty steep grade up to the railroad tracks oh excuse me jack said josh falling in step with the other 
listen he heard jack say in a low tense tone perhaps we're going to have more trouble about this bag after all oh thunder what do you mean now demanded josh astounded here none of that said jack don't look so startled but laugh just as if i might be telling you a good joke there that's more like it though i reckon your laugh was half frozen before it got out now pay attention to me sure i am jack go right along and tell me what's up there are two men watching us come up this bank right now jack went on to say we've made a turn so it wouldn't be easy for us to chase back to the boat again i've got a notion josh they're the very rascals we may give up this bag of boodle last night what's that jack however could they get up here because it was far down the river we left that pair swimming like ducks well i half remember seeing somebody drop off that same slow freight as it ran through and yeggs like to travel like tramps you know and jack pointed out upon the river as though he might be explaining something to his friend oh maybe they were just stealing a ride on the bumpers and happened to see us a coming into the shore suggested josh yes of course they'd be apt to guess what fetched us here and when they glimpsed that precious bag in your hand they knew but jack what can we do oh why didn't you let me carry your marlin with us you see what a valuable thing it'd be right here and now yes it would have been better admitted the other but no use crying over spilt milk josh we must figure out how we can give them the slip and i think i see a good chance right now then tell me because i want to know pleaded the other eagerly they're hiding behind that pile of old ties said jack and if we kept straight on as we expected to do we'd strike the railroad track just about there but now you won't will you jack we'll walk on a few steps as though we hadn't changed our minds a bit jack told him but as soon as we strike where the bank hides us from their eyes we'll turn sharply to the right and scuttle along as fast as we can make it by the time we have to show up again we'll have put some little distance between the men and ourselves and then we'll make a push for it as fast as our legs will carry us bully idea jack and it's just bound to work too only i do wish you'd gone and let me lug that gun along oh what i wouldn't give right now for a chance to fill the legs of the slick yeggs full of birdshot josh was hurrying after his chum while talking in this strain upon arriving at the spot where as jack had said they would no longer have the friendly shelter of the bank the two lads suddenly started off on a full run heading direct for the town close at hand indeed already they were among the scattering outlying houses of the same a loud series of hoarse shouts from down the track told that the pair of yeggmen had caught sight of them josh casting one fearful glance over his shoulder discovered them in full pursuit he even bent down and snatched up an occasional piece of rock or scrap iron as though determined to fight to the last in case of being overtaken but josh was a fast runner and jack himself had few equals in his home school they certainly had plenty of reasons for doing their level best when they found themselves pursued so hotly by that pair of lawless tramp burglars as usual jack had his eyes about him and was noting the lay of the land when any one makes good use of all his faculties as the boy generally did 
he is apt to take advantage of openings that would never occur to most fellows this way josh jack flung over his shoulder for he was still doing the leading though the long-legged one might easily have gone ahead had he wished weighted down as jack was by the heavy bag with every jump they made they were pushing further and further into the centre of the little river town women came to the doors to see them running attracted by the angry shouts of the men who having succeeded in coming up closer to those they chased were hoping to frighten them with threats so that they would drop the bag children too scattered like chickens at the swoop of a plunging motorcycle and huddled at the sides of the streets gazing wide-eyed at the running boys and pursuing men bang apparently one of the desperate yeggs had managed to keep his revolver in serviceable condition in spite of the submersion in the chilly waters of the mississippi not hurt i hope josh cried jack over his shoulder as he still kept running wildly nixie not gasped the other but i'm a-doing all i can to shield you jack which he really was and in that moment jack saw further into the generous soul of the tall comrade than fortune had ever allowed him to do before it's going to be all right because there's a policeman running out of that house ahead it must be police headquarters because i see another coming keep going just a minute more josh whew good for a whole hour yet exploded the other defiantly before half a minute was up jack gave an exclamation of satisfaction at the same time he slackened his pace encouraged by this to take a backward peep josh discovered that the two yeggs had not only stopped their hot pursuit but were actually running the other way men of their stripe never do like the sight of blue uniforms and brass buttons of course jack had a surprising story to tell the two policemen he did not take the time to explain everything save that he and his friend had been fortunate enough to recover some valuables taken from the bank of an up-river town and that there would surely be a nice fat reward offered for the apprehension of the precious pair who were even then in plain sight making off this was enough to excite everybody and presently the policeman as well as a posse of eager private citizens had started on the run after the fleeing pair josh gripped the hand of his chum another close call jack let me tell you but the same old stormway's luck held good and we came out of the big end of the horn and now i reckon it's us to the station to get this stuff off our hands and a receipt for the same as well as to send that cheering message to lawrence they soon made all the arrangements the agent at the station proved to be a middle-aged and sensible man who was deeply interested in as much of their story as the boys chose to tell him he did the bag up good and strong and sealed the same so that it could not be tampered with except at the company's risk then after sending a message collect which bore the good news to the mayor of lawrence and to which he signed all six names his own last of all jack was ready to do his little marketing and start back to the island which in due time they reached in good shape of course the boys had a glorious time of it during the balance of the week buster happy in the recovery of his sweater was the life of the crowd and caught many a fine fish for he was at it early and late they figured that it must have been that the two thieves remembering they had secured no paint 
with which to change their white boat to one of darker hue had stopped off at the next town and entered the boat builder's place in order to pick up the necessary material and seeing the sweater as the night air was chilly the big man had put it on the other white boat was claimed by a party thirty miles above lawrence and proved that it had been stolen three days before the robbery of the bank jack on running across the little mound where the box planted by algernon still lay for the boys had insisted on burying it again asked herb about it and from him learned that the small dog had been a pet of the saunterer's skipper that had taken a fit and died on the trip which accounted for the strange burial and when finally their outing came to an end and the motorboat boys reached home they found that once again they were being spoken of as heroes why all lawrence united to do them honor and besides a fine reward that it was insisted they should accept for their gallant deed there was a document worthy of being framed and hung in the club room signed by the president and directors of the bank thanking them most heartily in the names of all the depositors and officers of the institution many of whom would have lost their all had the valuables not been recovered and after that all banks around that section of the mississippi valley began to take notice and make preparations against raids by gangs of daring yeggmen so that the lesson was to prove of great value to the community of course we shall hope and expect to meet jack george josh andy herb and last but far from least genial buster again before a great while when possibly they will be starting out once more on some adventurous trip that we deserve being written up until that time let it be only good night and not goodbye the end end of chapter 24 end of the motorboat boys river chase by lewis arundel read by lynn thompson in the willamette valley